0: on this episode of expand with Jenna Brown. Enjoy this beautiful solo episode as I go into a recent experience that I had that really made me realize what really is holding us back from our next level so often. And I go deep into the things that people are no not telling you about that next level and the reality that I have needed to face multiple times. Many of my clients have needed to face multiple times of what they're actually afraid of on the other side of that next level. So I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the expand with Jenna Brown podcast. I am totally riffing today because I was going to report a podcast on 12 different things. And I felt like I really needed to drop into this moment in my body and my truth and bring a transmission forward. So I want to caveat this by saying, I have no idea what's going to come out of me. (laughs) And also I'm very willing for whatever and all that wants to come out of me to flow through me. I am a channel. I am in service to source universe. Also, my higher self. And I believe that whatever wants to flow through me in this moment is what you are meant to hear and what I'm meant to say. I was just in hot yoga about 30 minutes ago. And I want to preface this by saying I was up all night because two days ago I had an incident with my daughter in the pool where she swallowed some extra water and she didn't have her life jacket on and we got her out right away and she was fine. And last night she had told me that her lungs were hurting. So it was like two days later and I immediately went to all of the fear programming that has ever existed and everything that's ever been taught to me about quote unquote, dry drowning. If you've ever heard it, if you're a mom, you definitely probably know what I'm talking about. And I immediately was like waking up my husband. I'm like, I can't sleep. I am so worried. Like she's going to stop breathing and all of these things. And I was really having a trauma response. So I was up like half of the night and I was doing some, you know, good old Google and I was allowing myself to like really watch her breathing and, and take a note of her heart rate. And honestly, she seemed fine and she's fine this morning, but I'm not, and I wasn't. And I think that this is something that needs to be talked about because what's coming through is so raw and real and potent and applicable. If you heard my story in podcast number one, the way that I ended up leaving religion, the way that I ended up stopping my nonprofit, the way that I really had my spiritual awakening was through a near-death experience three years ago. Well, three and a half years ago now. I was pregnant with Effie. She was seven weeks old in utero. And it's a miracle that I am alive, that Effie is alive. And sometimes I forget that that entire year I talk about that year that I was laying in bed, the year that I was like contemplating the meaning of life. And truly the year that I was grieving everything that I knew to be true, my identity, my belief systems, my community, my entire like ego and also non-ego things that I had built that I cared about as I watched them crumble, as I watched people talk shit about me, as I, as I received the most bizarre texts and calls you would ever imagine, as people spread the most horrifying rumors about me as I watched myself disconnect from a way of belief that, you know, was so, so, so traumatizing to me. I always say like, when people look at my life and they're just like, I want to be just like you. And I'm like, do you, (laughs) do you really like, do you really want to experience the lows that I've experienced? Probably not. And I think this is where that comparison trap comes into of like, where you look at someone's life and you're just like, wow, like they have so much and they know exactly what the fuck they're doing. Like I only one, I don't know exactly what the fuck I'm doing. And, and two, like, the only reason why I have any inkling or clue about what I'm doing is because I surrendered to death. It's the truth. I surrendered to my inevitable death and I allowed death to carry me which I truly believe is the hallmark of feminine wisdom. If you think femininity is only about pleasure and not about death, I mean, truly there is pleasure in death. So, But I know how that like ego story is like high vibe and like totally high vibe. But the truth is, is you can't hold the highs if you can't hold the lows. So coming back to where I was last night, I always know like when I'm I'm getting switched over into this sympathetic nervous system, state. And so I'm tapping in the middle of the night. I'm doing deep breathing. I'm doing all the things that I need to do to keep myself grounded. This morning I woke up. I felt like I was hit by a truck, but I went to hot yoga anyways. I cried during yoga. I allowed my body to feel, heal, and release. And towards the end, I had this transmission coming through of why we are so afraid to really receive our next level. I'm going to (laughs) cry. why we are so afraid to really receive our next level. And it's because we're afraid we're going to lose it. I have seen this a million times with myself, a million times with my clients and the things that we think are blocking us quote unquote, from our next level, from our, the finances that we desire from, um, the level of expression that we desire from a partner or from children that we desire. It's not because we're afraid of Failure, we already know what that feels like. It's not because we're afraid of scarcity. We definitely fucking know what that feels like. It's it's because we're afraid of having the rug pulled out from under us. I was realizing this. I always realize this. There's always, there's always a point like every week that I'm like, damn, I'm dissociating again from love. And if you've heard my talks at all on, on money, um and really how it's just like our relationship with love projected onto money, you'll know that why we don't receive is because the trauma we hold with love, the nervous system programs that we have with love. And when I'm looking at my family, I'm looking at my baby last night, I'm looking at myself this morning, just a lot of mom guilt was like moving through my body. I had, we had like a boating accident with Raina a couple of years ago and a incident where she had Lyme disease and couldn't walk for like, Months at a time, and ended up having emergency surgery. And all of these things were just like flowing through my body. And if I wasn't as self aware as I am, I would have just let it take me. Right. And a lot of you probably do. <laughs> and I, as I have at times where I just let the stories take me and I let myself go into those depths of dissociation in order to protect myself. But today, I did what I always do, and I allow myself to feel. I allow myself to grieve. I allow myself, I notice all the stories like how this isn't a big deal and blah, 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 blah. And, and thank that ego version of me and let her be on her way. And I ultimately tap into this aspect of, of knowing that there is nothing, literally nothing that you are experiencing right now that isn't connected to your next expansion. What I realized in this moment was that (laughs) I get this, I get this way. maybe if you're a mother, you might understand this, maybe not, but it's like, I will be afraid to feel into the depths of my love for my partner or my children, because there's this deep fear that I'm going to lose them, that it's going to be gone. So I'd rather protect myself now from feeling as deep as I feel so that I don't have to deal with grief and loss. I don't have to have the rug pulled out from under me. What's interesting is when we look at money stories and when we look at abundance and we look at wealth, everyone thinks that wealth is about money, which is cute. It's not. Wealth is a state that you can hold in your body and it's an abundance state. And also everybody thinks abundance is just happy high vibe and lots of money. No, no, hunty. Abundance is being able to hold the high and the low. Abundance is being able to hold the massive amount of money and the scarcity in your body. It's able to hold the shadows. It's able to hold the light. Abundance is expanded version of you that can hold all of you, which ironically, like you're already doing on a quantum level. You just haven't realized it yet. Or maybe you have. So when it comes back to this aspect of we're afraid to receive because we're afraid we're going to lose, I just see it all the time in myself. I see it all the time in my husband and my clients. There's this aspect of if I receive that next level, I'm going to have to maintain it. I might lose it. And then I have to deal with the feelings of failure, of letting my family down, of not doing the quote unquote right thing. And And this really is just a reflection of a deeper grief. It's a reflection of the spaces that we have lost or the illusion of loss. It's a reflection of the spaces where we have loved so deeply and we have been let down, we have been left, we have been betrayed, we have been abandoned in more ways than one. So where most people say, you know, my next level is on the other side of my strategy, of course. But your next level is also on the other side of your shadow. And why, what is this going to mean, right? I'll never forget when I was like trying i want to make sure i emphasize the word trying when i was trying to will um 10k months as normal to my body and i was trying to will that to happen (laughs) i'm laughing because it is absurd now but i know i remember in the moment didn't feel fucking absurd felt awful i was trying to will it to happen And I finally sat down and did what I call the deepest fear inventory, where essentially you get into the subconscious mind and realize like what you actually are afraid of. And the fear is really just a feeling that you're refusing to feel, right? (laughs) So what if I tell you, because this is true, that on the other side of you being like, well, I really want X or Y or Z, whatever. And the reason why you don't have it yet is because you're afraid you probably have a lot of really irrational fears surrounding it. You're afraid of change, you're afraid of whatever it is, and you're afraid of loss. And you're refusing to feel an emotion that would be required of you to feel, which by the way, you felt before and have repressed in your body. Hello, Shadow Work 101. <laughs> ah, so, anyways, when I was when I was trying to get to 10K months, trying, emphasis on trying, trying to will it to happen. Um, I did this thing called deepest fear inventory where you sit down and you and you say, um, you write in your journal, you can do this as many times as you want. So say I was my my goal, my thing that I was trying to manifest was 10K months. And I said, I utterly hate and refuse having 10K months in my business because. And then you start writing down the fears associated with it. So because I have a deep fear that I, well, I knew that if I had, t- if I hit 10 K months, my husband wouldn't be working anymore, it, or at least not like consistently, I was retiring him from the quote unquote hustle, as we like to say, and I knew he would be a stay at home dad. And what I was afraid of feeling, right? <laughs> oh God, what I was afraid of feeling. Well, one, I was afraid of losing him ultimately, I was afraid that I was going to be so rich and powerful and have all of this money. And he was going to think that was unattractive. I also thought that I was going to find him not attractive because he wasn't making a ton of money or he wasn't quote unquote, bringing in the money. And I also, that was like solidified to me by many people that told me that if I were to make money and he were to be in the position he's in now, that I would be in the masculine energy and he would be in feminine and we would lose our polarity in our relationship. Um, so I was afraid of that. I was afraid of losing him. I was afraid of essentially the shame and guilt I would feel over like liking to work, over wanting to work, not even needing to work, over um not wanting quote unquote to be with my kids 24-7, over you know, handing over the tasks of the house stuff to him, all of these things that were an ego identity, right. Of this is what quote unquote mother should, should be. And this is what womanhood should be. And this is what wifehood should be. And I was afraid ultimately subconsciously to experience 10 K months, because what quote unquote, 10 K months meant to my brain was I'm going to lose my husband. I'm going to lose my dignity and self-respect. I'm going to lose the polarity in our relationship And ultimately I was unwilling to feel whatever was associated with those things. This is called the deepest fear inventory. And I um, got this amazing tool from the book called Existential Kink, which I love. I do not recommend that book to just anyone. I only recommend it to people who are really like, Willing and ready to look at their shit. The reason why is because it really teaches self responsibility and how everything you hate in your life, you're actually creating. And if you're still in a space, which I think is very important on the healing journey, where you need to be a victim, because I do think there's a space of everybody's healing journey where they have to see their inner child, the victim that really was the victim, and love that version of them and integrate that version of them before they can realize or even step into the possibility of the reality that they have created a lot of their life scenarios, um, unconsciously. So it really goes deep into the subconscious and it's super amazing. I absolutely love this book, but again, it's like, she even warns you in it. Like if you still need your trauma to be part of your story, like don't read this book. (laughs) So anyways, the deepest fear inventory. I love it. It's an amazing tool. And what it always brings up is like the things that you're actually afraid of, which are always, literally 9 times out of 10 with me and my clients it's always related to loss of your partner or your family members or like your tribe that you grew up in so like your family is going to hate you because you make a lot of money or whatever it is and it's it's usually tribal cuz we were tri- such tribal beings and we're moving away from that um into collective beings but like we were so wired for the tribe so anyways uh, 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 uh. Oh, God. So before I go into a giant tangent on that. So, what it usually is, right, is we are unwilling to, we, we're afraid of loss, right? We're afraid of loss. And essentially, we're unwilling to feel grief. We're unwilling to feel change or insecurity or uncertainty, right? Which ultimately, is the emotion that we are actually repressing in our body. So circle back around to this morning and Jenna crying in hot yoga. Uh and me, you could be like, Oh, that's so irrational. I really don't give a fuck. But um, really realizing that in my body, right, there's still so much memory mapping in my body. Because your body is your subconscious. If you've read the, ever read the book, The Body Keeps Score, it's an incredible book to understand how trauma is stored in the body. And whatever happens that you aren't able to consciously deal with at the moment, it literally gets stored in the body, right? When we are taking care of our body and feeling our emotions and doing all of this foundational work to um, heal, we are creating a safe space so those things will be released. I have dedicated my life to doing that for three and a half years. And so like, that's very much a part of my life. If you haven't done that yet, I highly suggest it because you probably have a shit ton of crap stored in your body. (laughs) Your body literally will hold your emotion, your trauma, the feelings that you're not ready to feel yet until you it's time to feel them. And ultimately what happens is when we say I want the next level, you are literally signing up for shadow work, right? Because the only reason why you don't have the next level is because you still haven't allowed yourself to essentially become that version of you. In I, in an identity way, because you still need your trauma, your shadow, your repressed emotions that live in your body to feel safe. So what naturally happens is we claim the next level, we decide this is what I want. And immediately the universe brings all of the opportunities for the shadows to appear for you to move through them and release them and release the identities associated with them. That year that I was... Recovering from post-sepsis syndrome, you would not even be able to recognize me. Like those of you that only know me now, there's no way you would have recognized me back then. I was terrified. I developed an intense OCD, of course, because I was trying to control everything around me. I was pregnant, and I was so scared of dying. I was terrified of germs. Like it's so bizarre. I'm like the complete opposite of this now. I was terrified of germs. I was just like completely immobile. Like I didn't do anything um, because. Yeah, I was recovering. Anyways, so as I'm feeling this stuff today and this is how triggers always happen is your body, right? Immediately like that trigger happens and all of that stored emotion and memory comes up and where logically you're trying to logic yourself out of it. You're like, it's not that big of a deal. And like, whatever the fuck you're trying to tell yourself, your body is not in alignment with logic, by the way. And it's like too fucking bad. We're bringing this up. Right. This is why we have to be led by our bodies and not by the logical mind because the body, oh God, this is a whole other podcast, but your body is your strategy for your business. Your body is the strategy for your life. Your body is your oracle. Your body knows the present. Your body knows the future. Your body knows the past. For everyone that has essentially tried to get you out of your body, like religion, who tells you to literally hate your body. Or for those who want you to escape your body into enlightenment or those who um, want you to not feel emotions because you only are allowed to be high vibe to attract to that, which you want in the world, blah, blah, blah. They are all have something in common. It's called dissociating from your body, your bodily wisdom and taking your power away from you. When you get someone out of their body, you take their power away from them. Why? Because the power is stored within the body. The emotional authority is stored within the body, not within the mind. And in your human design, if you're not an emotional authority, your authority is literally in your body, right? We are, this is turning esoteric. I love it. We literally came here to experience a human experience. We did not come here to transcend a human experience. We already have done that. Like there is already another realm where we have transcended our human experience. You came here to literally feel emotion. On a soul level, in another way of thinking, you aren't experiencing emotion, you're not. The soul is not experiencing emotion. The human body is experiencing emotion, right? And you came here to experience that. (laughs) You literally came here to experience scarcity and abundance. You came here to experience polarity in every single way. You literally came here. You signed a little document somewhere on a a soul landscape that said, I want to come here and experience being human. If you didn't also sign up for grief, you would never know love, right? When I have those peaks like I did today into that fear of like, holy shit, It's so scary for me to love three little humans like so much because I'm so scared of losing them. I have a choice. I get to choose to dissociate from that love, which many parents do, by the way. I get to lean into those aspects of the fear in love. So there's this saying in the Bible that says true love casts out all fear. And I think true love persists in the face of fear. For me personally, I just haven't had an experience where I really love someone where there wasn't like this little part of me that was like, well, I would be safer if I didn't love them. I would be safer if I didn't have three kids. a hundred fucking percent. Like, yeah, no offense. Like, I'm not like saying, I I don't know how that could be taken offensively, but if I didn't have three kids, like, you know, I would skydive and I would do a lot of things that I don't do because (laughs) like the things I used to do, very, uh, non-safely when I traveled the world and I didn't have kids, but there's this whole other element to being a mother that has produced this wisdom in me. And it's a healthy fear. It's not wrong to have fucking fear. Like, God, I want to do a whole entire sermon on this one. But like the fact that we literally taught like in religion literally was taught that fear was of the devil. And if you had anxiety, you were, (laughs) had a demon. Or, or the devil was trying to talk to you in your head and your body like, no, bitch, you just have a dysregulated nervous system, by the way, um, a chronically dysregulated nervous system like the devil is not trying to get you, by the way, your body's trying to regulate itself because it's literally God and it knows what it's doing. But who am I to say that? Anyways, so, um, you know, fear is not the devil. Fear is not wrong. Fear is not bad. Fear is a signal all emotions are signals. All emotions serve a purpose. There are none that are wrong. There are none that are bad. (laughs) Of course, there's ones that are uncomfortable for us to feel, but that's only because someone assigned meaning to it. If no one had ever came along and assigned sadness as bad, you would never know. Like you would, you would just feel sadness and then it would move through your body like all emotions do and it would be gone. But because our society has been so gung-fucking-ho on you're not allowed to feel anything except for happiness, joy, gratitude, and peace, they've lost this whole end of the spectrum that actually is the spectrum you literally have to feel that is so repressed in your body to be the expansive version of you that you want to be. If you're sitting here saying, I want to live in overflow and I want to live in abundance and I want to be an expansive, the most expansive version of myself, but you're unwilling to feel grief and sadness and anger and disgust and disappointment and greed, or like, I don't know any of the other gross quote unquote emotions that you have deemed gross in your mind, you will literally never get there. You could be a version of you that you think is there. But true overflow. Have you ever experienced the, the the experience of watching yourself be triggered as hell, triggered as fucking hell, like I was yesterday, feeling all of those feelings of fear and grief, and like oh my god, it would just be so much easier to shut off right now, and instead of shutting off, creating space for yourself to feel all of that repressed grief, you know, in a in a moment of five moments of cr- five minutes of crying in the middle of the night where no one's cheering me on by the way. no one's over there like good job, Jenna thank you for leading us. no right like this is true leadership y'all like you don't see me at two in the morning. my husband does. you don't I don't think unless you creepily have a video watching me but please don't do that by the way. <laughs> but in that moment, right there's no linear path to the emotion I'm feeling. in that moment, 87 stories are coming up right? It's like, she's going to die. I'm going to lose her. What am I going to do without her? Oh my God. I didn't create my business. (laughs) Literally. This is my thoughts. I didn't create my business so that I could like, have space to grieve if I had to grieve oh my god I would never survive this I can't survive this oh my god I can't I can't lose her right and then it goes to Reina, and it goes to all this guilt that I have around her and how she is the way that she is and all the things I've done wrong as a mother quote-unquote in my head and all of the grief that is repressed in there that I only let myself feel in like little tiny snippets and then I go to my post-sepsis and I go to losing this religion and these people that I loved that I now can't even be in relationship with and this whole version of me that I was so connected to that now is so hard for me to even understand how she existed. And I'm grieving. I'm feeling. There's no linear path when you're in the, the a moment of a trigger and an emotion, no release. However, there's an opportunity to surrender to the release. There's an opportunity to surrender to the grief or the anger or whatever it is that you're feeling. And then there's an invitation And you'll always notice this. And this is where we get hung up as people um, because no one has taught us how to be emotionally intelligent. We get hung up in this aspect of like, we start to feel. And so then we repress, right? And we dissociate from our bodies, which then ends up creating, by the way, anxiety and fucking depression. Like you don't have a clinical diagnosis. I mean, I know you think you do, but you have a nervous system dysregulation, right? Because no one ever taught you how to regulate your nervous system. You knew how to as a child, actually, children know how to regulate their nervous systems. When my kids are overwhelmed, my three-year-old, when she's overwhelmed, she cries. What is crying? It's regulating her nervous system. What do parents, what did our parents tell us? Stop crying. Everything's okay. Brush it off. You'll be fine. They literally repress that emotion inside of you. Me as a defined emotional being in human design and with a wave of melancholy, you're welcome universe for all my esoteric musings. I was super emotional as a kid. And every time that was stuffed in, it was like, that's bad. That's wrong. You're not allowed to feel those deep, sad, intense emotions. Like y'all, when my grandpa died in third grade, I literally sat in my closet for weeks at a time, mourning, grieving, and like writing letters to him and creating like vision boards of him. And like the way that I felt about people is, is an invitation for me. Now, when I look back at that little girl, I'm like, damn, I have gotten so far away from that version of me that just open-heartedly loved people. If you can't see me right now, I'm crying. (laughs) You know, there is this little girl version of me that loved my parents so much, but because I was taught that that was too much, it was wrong. Like it was bad that I loved my parents so much. It was bad that I felt so deeply, I, I dissociated from it. I shut it off because it was scary. It was fucking scary to watch myself as a kid and be like, damn, why am I crying over, you know, my dad, I have an open spleen. So a completely open spleen. So I'm very sensitive intuitively to like health and, um, to like when someone is ruining their body or, or harming themselves. And I was so sensitive to how he was ruining his body. And I would beg him to stop doing the things that he was doing. And I was so sensitive to just, yeah, so many things. And I was told that that was wrong. It was too dramatic. I was too dramatic. And I was essentially told to shut up, you know, and fast forward to adulthood. And and the biggest thing that I have moved through, and if you've been in any type of wealth teaching with me, you know that I talk about attachment trauma and how, our nervous systems attached to our caregivers and then essentially how we project that onto money or business. And right, the one of the hardest things for me last year when I was really moving into this abundant state of myself, like really deciding like this is who I am was had nothing to do with my business or money. It had everything to do with the fact that I looked at my marriage, I looked at my kids. I lived in my house and I realized I was still always trying to run away. I was always trying to protect myself from love. I was always trying to have one foot in the door, one foot out. I was always trying to, you know, play this game of like being like, if I, if I leave this relationship, if I, if I, you know, only had my kids part-time, like all of these things. And I really had to deal with this shame that I felt around the fact that to survive my life, I dissociated from my body. I dissociated from my emotions. I ultimately dissociated from my relationships because it was so scary for me to love so deeply because what if I lose them? What if it's too much? What if I can't handle it? And now where you think this is probably not a podcast about money. It is a fucking podcast about money because money isn't money. You have, you have subconsciously decided what money is and the collective has decided what money is. But ultimately, right? There's a part of you that's afraid of having more because you're you're afraid you're gonna lose it. And if you're afraid you're gonna lose it, you're really just refusing to feel the emotion that's associated with loss. That really is so stuffed down deep within you, from childhood, from teenagerhood, from relationships, from trauma, that you are naturally already feeling throughout every day on this repressed level. But if you give space for it, if you allow all of it to come out, all of it to flow through, all of it to become medicine for you to hold that space, y'all, do you know what it feels like to hold space for yourself? Do you know what it feels like to hold space for yourself and allow yourself to feel all of the things without making it mean anything, without trying to track it, without trying to change it, but just allowing it to exist in a non-linear way, allowing yourself to feel and say, it's so fucking beautiful. Jenna, this is what I said to myself today. It's so fucking beautiful and inspiring that you would love so deeply. It's so inspiring that you would love so deeply. And I'm so sorry for all the times that you were told that it was too much. That's called reparenting. God, I I know that it's so attractive to just be in the ego and be like, let's just make a ton of money by hustling our asses off. But the truth is, if you don't feel fucking worthy of it, and that doesn't have to be consistent i have an open ego in human design if you know about human design i don't feel consistently worthy of love all the time or worthy of money or worthy of whatever but i do know within my soul and my being that my worthiness isn't attached to love and i do know that within my soul and my being that i am such a beautiful creature being creation because of the depth to which I feel, but also, by the way, I tried to hide from everyone my whole life, (laughs) which is also the reason why y'all love me. Y'all like write a book, do your podcast, cry on podcasts. Why? Because you want to feel. You want to feel connected to your people. You want to feel connected to your purpose. You want to feel life so deeply in your bones, in your veins. You want to feel love. You want to feel abundance. You want to feel scarcity, even though you think you don't. You want to feel all of these things. Why? Because you are a spiritual being having a human experience. And the human experience you came here to have is feeling. (laughs) So to wrap this up, I want to leave you with... Yeah, I'm obviously my heart on my sleeve. Hi, it's me. But ultimately leave you with the knowing that it's safe. It's safe. Your body is is doing what feels safe to subconscious mind and safe meant childhood, right? My next level for me personally requires me to really look at this aspect of being afraid of losing it all. Looks and requires me to look at this aspect of me that is refusing to feel shame or refusing to feel insecurity or refusing to feel embarrassment about losing it all. Cause by the way, I did that before (laughs) and really realizing that it's just that repressed those repressed emotions It's not going to happen that way, but it's that repressed part of me that I just wasn't able to feel back when I went septic, right? It's the repressed part of me that may seem logically disconnected, but hi, I don't work on the logical scale. I work or a linear scale. I work in the quantum. And in order to move and shift this out of my vibration, I don't have to like make it bad or deem it wrong, but I have to feel it. I have to allow it to be and the minute you allow it to be and feel it, you feel the energetic shift. So the next time that you're triggered and something in your mind literally logically goes, this isn't a big deal, but your body wisdom knows that this is like something coming up to be released or seen because you know that it's required for this next level, you to really step into this next level. You, I want you to remember that it's a beautiful thing to be You. And it's a beautiful thing. It's literally the most healing experience I've ever had in my life to hold space for myself. Of course, I hold space for all my clients, but why am I so fucking good at it? Because I'm so good at doing it for myself. So I hope this encourages you and reminds you that there's no like space in your life or level you get to that you stop having to do the inner work. Does it become as difficult? I I don't know. Um, it's not as difficult for me now as it was in the beginning. Cause I was like, what the fuck is happening? My whole life is blowing up. Now I have perspective to see that death is part of the process of rebirth. And we're constantly as feminine core beings, we're constantly rebirthing ourselves over and over and over again, which means we have to die over and over and over again, which means we have to grieve over and over and over again. Everyone's like, yeah, girl, I want the expansion. I want the money. I want the high vibes. I'm like, cool. Do you want the death too? Do you want the grief too? Because it's required, Bill. Like, (laughs) it is required. I always say there's a million ways you can do this. There's a million ways you can create wealth in your life, or I should say money in your life. I truly believe the only way to create wealth in your life is through embodiment. And if you're going to be embodied in your lived experience, you're going to have to feel your fucking emotions. You're going to have to allow yourself to move through them. You're going to have to allow yourself to recognize that on such a deep level you love so deeply that you literally avoid having more things or having a deeper connection because you're afraid to lose it. And in there, right there, that little nugget, that is the ticket within that shadow to your next level that doesn't become wrong about you. It becomes the thing that makes you beautiful. It becomes a thing that's like, damn, I love my people so fiercely. And I know you do too. I love you all. I hope you've enjoyed this musing podcast with me. I love sharing my life, my heart, my wisdom, my truth, my teachings with you in this space please um, subscribe. Please share a review. Please let me know what you think about this and all of my podcasts, because it means so much to me to hear your feedback. Um, Feel free to ask questions and I love you all so much.